Amen and amen. Thank you guys so much. Uh, let's read our text together as you're standing. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 53, uh, verse 4 and 5. Then we'll pray and get into the Word of God. I want to speak to you today a message entitled, A Peaceful Mind. How I many of you know a peaceful mind is a good thing? Yeah. So let's read together. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So, Father, we come together and touch and agree today for utterance to be given by the Spirit of God, the eyes of our hearts to be flooded with light, and our spirits to be strengthened. Lord, we give you the praise, we give you the glory for it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. F.F. Bosworth, in his book, uh, Christ the Healer, said this, that Jesus Christ went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit is the one that is created in the image and likeness of God. Our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and emotions. That text that we looked at, the chastisement of our peace, in other words, the punishment needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon Him. On the cross, in a substitutionary sacrifice. So what we need to understand here today is Jesus already bore the torment that the enemy is trying to bring to your mind. Jesus already bore the panic. He already bore the anxieties that we are presented with. Amen. It is a biblical fact that he became what was in our lives so that we could become just like him. So I just want to, I want to look at a, a few scriptures today. This is a very, very important message. So let's take a look over at uh, John 16 and verse 33. And we're going to look at that in the Amplified Version. John 16, 33. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, I have told you these things that in me you might have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But he says, be of good cheer, take courage, and be confident and certain and undaunted. Why? For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Jesus, on another occasion, said, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Now, we need to take that to heart and believe that. So say that with me in faith. Nothing Nothing shall by any means means harm me, me. for Jesus Jesus has overcome the world and has deprived it of its power to harm me. And he says, I've conquered it for you. Well, what that means is, nay, in all these things, then we are more than conquerors. And then I want you to notice Isaiah chapter 51, 41 and verse 10. A little extra scripture here that we could look at. 
in regards to this perfect peace. He said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. A fearful mind is not a peaceful mind. An anxious mind is not a peaceful mind. So Jesus, or so the word of God says, don't be afraid. Why? For I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. And I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. And yep, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, when you know Jesus, perfect peace is bought and paid for, and it is available to you as a reality in your life. We live in a world, but we are not of this world. You and I are part of the kingdom of God. And one of the absolute identifications of being a part of the kingdom of God is peace. Amen. You know, in Romans 14, for example, verse 17, he says, For the kingdom of God, it's not about meat and drink. But the kingdom of God that you've been brought into is righteousness Amen. and peace. Peace. Yeah. peace. Thank you, Lord. And not only peace, but joy. You will discover that the more perfect peace you have in manifestation in your life, the greater your joy level will be. Amen. Amen. That's why he says, rejoice in the Lord most of the time. Well, you guys are sharp. Can't pull nothing on you. So, when we should be upset, Jesus surrounds us with supernatural peace that passes all understanding. When other people are freaking out, we can be calm because our trust is in God. When others are falling apart, we are being upheld because we are being sustained by His peace. Amen. Now I want to give you a few things that you can do this morning to get back into peace if you've gotten out of peace. Or three things that you can do to stay in the peace of God. Number one, pray about the situation instead of worrying about it. Amen? Pray about it instead of magnifying it. Pray about it instead of making a a mountain out of a molehill. Pray. Pray. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Let's look at that verse. Philippians, the fourth chapter, and notice with me in verse 6. He says, and I I would like to uh, look at the King James Version if we could on that one. Philippians, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse says, uh, Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse uh, 6, if you will. Be careful for nothing. What that literally is saying is, is this. Do not fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. In other words, leave it all in the hands of Jesus. He's capable to handle it. We have proven over and over again, we are not capable. If we are capable to handle the cares, the anxieties of this age that come into our life, then we would have done it by now. See, the cares of this life, what they do is they enter in and they choke the word. 
And the word of God is extremely important to be strong in the word in this day and this hour. So leave it all in the hands of Jesus. Leave your babies in his hands. Leave your finances in his hands. Leave this nation in his hands. Amen? It really is the most responsible thing you can do for your soul. Is to unload and cast all of your cares and your concerns over on him. Hallelujah. He's got big shoulders. So he says here, be careful for nothing. Well, Pastor Mark, if I'm not going to worry about it, what's going to be done about it? He'll do something about it if you put it in his hands. Or if I'm not going to worry, then what am I going to do? Well, the next part of this verse tells you what tells us what to do. But in everything, by what? In everything, by have a conversation with the Lord. Go to the throne of grace boldly in the name of Jesus and talk to him and pray and ask for his supernatural divine intervention. Go to him with his word in your heart. Go to him with his word coming out of your mouth. And pray what he told you to pray in the word of God. Instead of worrying, pray. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your what? Let your requests be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Can you do that? Can you just stop talking the problem? Can you just zip thy lip? I thought I'd throw a little Elizabethan English in there so you could receive that just a little bit better. Can we turn off the worry? Hallelujah. Say it with me. I can do it. And I will do it. Secondly, begin to thank God that he is in control of your life and your circumstances. Now notice in Philippians 4, 6, it says, By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I dare say this morning that our God is able. I dare say that there is nothing impossible with our Father. And if we will just give Him faith to work with, we discover this, that all things are possible to Him that believeth. Glory to God. So just start thanking God and praising God. Look back and recount and remember all the things He's already done for you. I mean, when your cupboards was empty, hallelujah, he came along and supplied your need. When you didn't have a J-O-B, he saw to it that there were two or three choices for you to choose from. Amen. When you were lonely, God brought some wonderful people around you. Amen. Thank him 
for what he's already done and then thank him for what he shall do. Hallelujah. Oh, I give you praise. I thank you, Lord, for my children. They're coming to the Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Glory to God that my body is healed. I thank you, Lord, that you supply every need. Start thanking him. Start praising him instead of worrying about the problem. Amen. And then thirdly, we want to take a look at this as well. Praise the Lord. Thirdly, start focusing on the promises or on a promise from God's word. In Isaiah 26 in verse 3, it says this. It says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Too many times people stay their mind on the problem rather than the promise. Stay their mind on the issue rather than the promise keeper. He will keep us in perfect peace. That word perfect peace is shalom, shalom. How many of you are interested in being kept in perfect peace? Or would you rather have anxiety? Well, so here's, here's one of the major keys to obtaining and then maintaining perfect peace. That is, what are you doing with your mind? What are you allowing into your thought life? Amen. And we can answer those questions by asking ourselves, what are we listening to? What are we watching? Who are our close associates? You know, if your close associates are always talking the problem, what gets what's on them can get on you. If your close associates are always talking about how bad things are rather than how good God is, you might need to check up and see whether you need to get some new associates, especially close ones. Amen. Now, keep your mind on the promises. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has been stayed upon me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says great is the peace of those who keep their mind on him. Let's look over at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 and verse 9. Thank you, Joe. Philippians, the fourth chapter, in verse 8 and verse 9. It says here, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. So, keep your mind on the true things. Jesus said, thy word is truth. Whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely... Whatsoever things are of, what kind of report? report. Amen. If you get a bad report, should you keep your mind stayed on the bad report? No. No. Because you've got a better report than a bad report. The good report 
is God's report. And God's report comes in his word. So it says here, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, do what? So he tells us then what to think on. He tells us exactly what to think on. So if we're thinking on things opposite of what's in this list, we need to make some adjustments. Anybody ever had to make an adjustment before? And just say, you know what, I'm not going to talk about that now. I'm not going to think about that now. I'm not going to allow that to consume my thought life. Because the more you magnify and glorify something, the more you give place to it. I'm going to say that again. The more we magnify something and the more we glorify something, the more we give place to. Amen. So whatever is on God, not, what is not on God's list, you need to set up a spiritual bouncer at the door of your soul. And if it doesn't qualify on this list, you need to bounce that thing right out of your soul. Now notice what with me, what one of the results would be as a result of doing Philippians 4, 8, and as a result of doing Isaiah 26, verse 3. Notice with me in verse 9. In verse 9, he says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Now, he said right after Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, how many doers of the word we got here this morning? Amen. Say it with me real strong. I am not just a hearer of the word, I but I am a doer. I am a doer. I'm a doer of God's word. So let's, let's back up a moment to Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse. I'm going to read that, and I'm going to read verse 6 and 7 together. Philippians, the fourth chapter, and notice with me in verse 6 again, and then we'll notice in verse 7. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known Unto God. Now notice me, with me the next verse. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding, what will it do? In other words, you will be sustained in your heart and in your mind through Christ Jesus. Now bring verse 7 up in the amplified version if you would. Notice with me in verse 7. In the amplified And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing, how much? And so fearing absolutely nothing. Question, how much does the Lord want you to be afraid of? Well, but Pastor Mark, everyone has got to have some fears. The only fear that we should have is the fear of the Lord. Now notice, 
And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing and being content with its earthly lot of whatever its sort is, that peace, everyone say that peace. He says that peace which transcends all understanding. King James says passes understanding. Shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. You suppose it's a good idea to give all your cares to God? You think it's a good idea to keep your mind on Him? Pray about everything? And give thanksgiving right in the midst of it? Oh, you know it is. Because there's keeping power available to those who will do it. There is sustaining power. Amen? I dare say that if you'd give your cares to the Lord entirely, you'd sleep better at night. Amen. I dare say that if you'd give your cares to the Lord, your digestive system would work better. Amen. God doesn't want you carrying anything. Now, look over at John chapter 14 and uh, verse 27. How many of you are believing with me this morning? Glory to God. Amen. My iPad has kind of gone blank on me, so praise the Lord. We'll go by entirely by faith. Look at John chapter 14. And notice with me in verse 27 in the Amplified Version. Amen. He said, peace, I leave you. Well, what kind of peace? Not peace that comes from a pipe. Not peace that comes from money. Not any peace that comes from this world. He said, peace, I leave with you. And then he goes on to say, my own peace. <laughs> did Jesus demonstrate peace while he walked this earth? Did he not rise up when the storms were rising up? Did he not rise up and declare peace? Be still. If you look closely at the master's ministry, you will never see a day in his life where he was anxious. You know, when his disciples said, Lord, the multitudes have been with you all day. And how can we send them away fasting? Jesus does not start wringing his hands. And look toward the Father and say, Oh, my Father, what are we going to do now? They're out here starving. No, the Prince of Peace took a two-piece fish dinner. Hallelujah. Multiplied it and fed the multitudes. Hallelujah. He operated in complete and total peace because he is, in fact, the Prince of Peace. Amen. So, he's not saying... That the peace that he's offering to us is according to things of this world. This peace that he offers to us is his very own peace. I'm interested in that. Hallelujah. 
I'm interested when the storms rage and the floods rise and the weapons are formed. I'm interested in walking through life by faith and not by sight and having the rest of God in me and on me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, now, Pastor Mark, shouldn't you be bothered by this or bothered by that? I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to, for the one moment, allow myself to be bothered or disturbed by the devil. Amen. Amen. Now, notice this. He said, my peace I leave with you, my own peace. Now give and I bequeath to you. And it goes on to say, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Now, this next part of this verse is life changing. If you will accept it and believe it and declare that you can do this. Because most people don't believe that they can do this. Peace, my brothers and sisters, is a choice. Now, notice. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop. Everyone say stop. Stop. I mean, sometimes you've got to just push the delete button. Amen? Amen. Just push the delete button. Slap it down. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Distractions of the enemy can be disturbing. Scenarios and presentations that come from the pit of hell to your soul can be a distraction. But God has given us a major key to overcoming those disturbances. And it is stop allowing it. Put a stop on it in the name of Jesus. Push the delete button. Cast down the imagination. Refuse to entertain it. Refuse to think about it. And refuse to talk the problem, but rather talk the answer. Amen. Amen. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Now notice the next verse, the next part of this. He says, and do not... No, the next part of the verse, excuse me. Let's go back. Let's go back to the amplified, amplified, yeah. Glory to God. Let's go back to John 14, 27, amplified. Can you all say hallelujah? Hallelujah. You need to learn how to say it like Madea does. (laughs) Say it with me, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed and do not permit yourself to be fearful and what? Intimidation and fear is the devil's business. Faith and comfort is the Holy Ghost's business. Hallelujah. So do not permit it. Stop allowing yourself to be fearful, intimidated, and cowardly and unsettled. Now, I want you to see this in this verse. I want you to get this. This is something that you can do. If you want to have days of heaven on earth, 
you need to understand that you are the understood subject of that verse. It's not up to you to do this for me. And it's not up for me to do this for Frank. This is something God has given every one of us the ability to do. Amen. 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 Now, it takes some discipline. It takes some training. And you will be tested for this material that you're hearing today. But don't give up and don't lose heart if you've not acted on this entirely. It's a new day. It's a new season. You can have more peace today than you did yesterday. Grace and peace can be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God every day. You can get to such a point where when the enemy turns the corner and starts his conversations, you can just get to the point and say, I resist that in the name of Jesus and I replace that with the word of God. I replace it with rejoicing and I replace it with praise. Hallelujah. Say with me, resist, Resist. replace, Replace. and rejoice. Rejoice. Amen. Amen. So what we need to understand is this. We are the gatekeeper of what we allow into our minds. Amen? It is in your control. I said, it is in your control. Amen. Not controlled by the enemy's systems and the enemy's patterns of thoughts, but we are controlled by another king and another kingdom. The, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And notice with me in verses 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 10. Verses 3 through 5. Glory to God. Amen. Say it with me. I refuse to fear. Fear? Get on out of here. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. In verse 3 through 5, it says this. Yeah, I'll find it here in my Bible here. Hallelujah. Stand by. Stand by your pastor. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at King James. Verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for what? Pulling down down a strongholds. Casting down. Casting what? Casting down. Those thoughts in your mind need to be cast down. Imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. Then quickly go to Colossians 3, verse 15 and 16. Colossians, the third chapter, verse 15 and 16. 
Colossians 3, verse 15, verse 16. Notice this again. And let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let not your heart be troubled, but rather let the peace of God rule. Amen? To which you're also called in one body and be ye thankful. Look at verse 15. Verse 15 says this. Well, we already looked at that one. All right. Lastly, go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And notice with me in verse 16. And we'll look at the amplified version. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Here's our prayer. This is my prayer for all of us. Now may the Lord of peace himself grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom. How many times? At all times and in all ways, under all circumstances and conditions, Whatever comes, the Lord be with you all. Hallelujah. So the God we serve is the God of peace himself. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We have the fruit of peace in our spirit. And God will give us peace at all times. You know, you can be in a storm, but the storm doesn't need to be in you. When you're in peace, don't you know you're going to make better decisions? When you're in peace, you're going to treat people better. You're going to hear from God easier. When you're in peace, you'll not react out of your flesh or your emotions, but you'll react out of your spirit. Hallelujah. And I love this, what it says here, that God will give us peace in every way. We all face different circumstances in different situations, but thank God we've got the same God. And He's already provided always, at all times, under all circumstances, whatever may come, He's already granted us His peace. Hallelujah.